Welcome to the DP Reviews podcast, where we review all the latest films, dive into all the latest Hollywood stories, and geek out over all things movies. I'm your host, Devon. And I'm your host, Ryan. Here in episode two, we'll be going over some of the biggest releases still to come this year, including films right round the corner like The Conjuring 3, and more distant films like the long-awaited No Time to Die. Also, be sure to stick around to the end and play along with us in another game of Film Me In. Now, as a disclaimer, we'll not be discussing any of the upcoming Marvel Studios releases, as we've already gone over them in the previous episode. Go check that out if you haven't already. All right, so the first film on our list is The Conjuring 3, which comes out on the 26th of May in the UK and on the 4th of June in the United States. Exactly, yes. Um, I mean, the first two Conjuring films I loved, and I know, Devin, you're a massive fan of the Conjuring movies. You're always talking to me about it all yes. the time. Um, so, I mean, I'm not as much of a horror film fan as you, but I've watched the first two and I'd say my favourite part of that is probably Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga as Ed and Lorraine Warren. It's really, uh, and I mean, if the first two are anything to go by, hopefully they will be just as intriguing as in the first two. Yeah, no, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, definitely they've been the heart of the franchise throughout the first two films you know they've given terrific uh, performances the real life characters and Lorraine Warren uh, are very interesting you know some of the best paranormal investigators um, and and looking at their true case files uh, you know it's a, it's a really interesting thing that they've been doing with this film series uh, yeah back to that main seri- uh, main part of the franchise definitely uh, it's good to be back but you know, the only real concern I have with the film is that whilst the first two films were directed by James Wan, who's a terrific director, uh, this film is going to be directed by Michael Chavez, who previously directed The Curse of Larry uh, Rona. Which... Wasn't that, was that another part of the Conjuring universe? Yes, it was. It, it didn't really feel like it. I didn't know it was when I watched the film because uh, it's pretty much completely disconnected, uh, apart from a little Annabelle cameo, I think it has. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's it, it wasn't a great film. Uh, it was very poorly received uh, by critics, so it does get me worried as to whether this will live up to the Conjuring name. Exactly. Now, two days later, we have Cruella, probably the the first family friendly film that's going to come out after the UK lockdown easing. Um, essentially. This is a spin-off of the 101 Dalmatians franchise. 101 Dalmatians franchise, um, obviously a spin-off for Cruella Deville. Emma Stone playing uh, Cruella, which I'm, I think is a very good decision. I love Emma Stone as a character, um, and it seems like this is going to be more, from what we've seen from the trailers and what we've seen from other things. It looks like it's almost going to be a, like a Joker-esque film. I mean, you've seen it's like a crime caper, but it seems a yeah. bit darker than a lot of other Disney movies. Yeah, especially from the first trailer, it definitely had those Joker vibes with this, you know, sort of society commentary and, uh, you know, Cruella, Cruella's uh, acting very Joker-esque in the film. Emma Stone's giving a terrific performance there. The main uh, comparison people are going to be making, uh, you know, even though it's not really necessary, is Stone better than Glenn Close with her iconic performance in the uh, yeah. original live-action film? Uh, so what do you think so far? I mean, Cruella as a character 
is definitely one of the well she is the most interesting character of the 101 Dalmatians franchise I mean even from like the 1950s films you know she was in animation and from then for a Disney movie she's quite a an intense character but I mean from what I've seen uh uh I think it's going to be a, a bit different and I think that the the tone of it while it's going to keep some sort of uh you know, family friendliness to it, some more of a comedy aspect. I also feel it's going to hit home with some older audiences that maybe, if they haven't seen the first uh, 101 Dalmatians, the original animated one, or if they even haven't even seen the live-action one, it's easier to get into it because it's actually quite a, you know, a sep- it's just a very separate film to the others while yeah, also it's showing, like, that. an origin story. Yeah, it's an origin story. So, you know, it's something we haven't seen before. And uh, they do seem to be keeping a villainous route. You know, they're not turning... You're not doing what every film's doing nowadays and getting a, a villain and turning her into a, or turning him yeah. into an anti-hero. And then we have June third, uh, which is one of my most anticipated films. This is the horror film that, for me, is the most exciting. It's a Quiet Place Part Two, uh, and in the US, it's coming out slightly earlier, May twenty eighth. Now, John Krasinski is directing this again, uh, like the first one. Uh, I love that man. <laughs> I mean it. Spoilers ahead, by the way. Uh, as sad as it was to see his character's death in the first movie, from what I've seen from critics already and everything, um, and from my own perception of the trailers and the footage, um, Emily Blunt looks like she's about to kick ass in this film. <laughs> like, with with the gun she's holding, and even, like, the kids in it as well. Like, I know Noah Jute plays the uh, the the male kid in it, and it's... Um, I know he's a great actor. He was in a lot of other things. Uh, I feel like without John Skrzynski, it may be a bit different, but I feel like the quiet place is almost like a, a loneliness and a, you know, a, a serenity with fear, you know, imbued in with it. And with a smaller pack of people, maybe that will actually make more sense without an alpha male figure like John Krasinski's character. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think from the trailers, at least, you know, you do kind of miss John Krasinski's character. You know, there's, there's a bit of a hole left in the film there. Uh, but they, they seem to be filling it up with uh, a lot of other supporting characters. Uh, you know, uh, Killian Murphy and uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, other supporting actors there. And uh, it, it sort of, although it sort of fills that void that Krasinski would leave, it still... Uh, with all these supporting characters, I'm not sure if the film's going to be able to maintain the tension that it did in the first film, you know, focusing on just these four characters. And, uh, well, I don't think the sequel's going to be as quiet as the first place. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah, with so many characters interacting. Um, but from what I've heard, there's still quite a lot of tension in the film. It's still, you know, the reviews, 92%, I think, is on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah. you know, there's nothing really to worry about, I don't think. And then... Soon after Quiet Place Part 2, we have quite an underrated film. Actually, only really announced very recently, I think. June 16th, we have The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard (laughs) um, with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. Um, I mean, I don't know what your takes were on the first film, Devon, but um, I mean, for me, I didn't didn't really enjoy it, in my opinion. But what about you? No, I, I honestly love the first film. You know, I, I, I think people were expecting a bit too much of it. You know, I, I, I just wanted Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds and Samuel yeah. Jackson being Samuel Jackson and, you know, guns and action and comedy. And that, that's exactly what we got. You know, there wasn't anything too sophisticated about it. 
Uh, but it was just a lot of fun, you know. And uh, well, I hope, I hope it looks like that's what we uh, that's what we're getting more of from the uh, first two trailers for this film. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, the cast of it is in it is great, and as you said, the chemistry between Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds is great. But just as a whole package, I didn't feel it was polished enough. But maybe, as you said, you know, I expected too much of it from such a strong cast. You know, you expect so much. It's like some of the Marvel movies, for example. You know, there's just an A-list cast, for example, and then maybe it doesn't live up to your expectations. So maybe you're right. But um, I mean, if you say the first film was underrated, hopefully. This one will have um, from the, even the title, "The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard." It, you know, it's going to be more comedic than action-based, especially now with this new title. In my opinion, and then June twenty-fifth, moving swiftly on, uh, we have now <laughs> we have Fast and Furious Nine: The Fast Saga. Now, I'm not going to lie, this film and this franchise is taking the mick a bit, in my opinion. Um, are they going to space <laughs> in this yeah. movie? Yeah, no, I've heard they're going to space. You know, it was a big joke, I think, when the first trailer was released. Like, are they going to be going to space in, like, Fast and Furious 11 or something? But no, apparently they're going to space in in this film, as was confirmed by yeah. one of the actors, I think. Uh, which, <laughs> I mean, I think the the, the, uh, the film series is getting out of hand a bit, you know. It, from where it started to where it is now, it's, it's oh, I mean... I don't know. I don't know. VFX showcase, to be honest, instead of more of like an actual good movie, because Tokyo Drift and all of the classic Fast and Furious movies, it seems like now they're just doing it to appease or get that best VFX at the Oscars. You know, it doesn't really seem like it. It seems more of a cash grab to me instead of like. I mean, the VFX don't even seem that impressive. Exactly. So I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not that excited for this film and. What you know, it, it doesn't fill me with confidence that the initial reviews that have come from the China release, uh, I, they're not great. I think it's thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so I didn't expect the film to be that bad. But uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. And then moving on to our next film on July sixteenth, we have Space Jam: A New Legacy. We do. <laughs> Again, I mean, it's Space Jam, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's a classic, the first one, uh, with all the Looney Tunes characters. And, I mean, but the, qu- the question is now, is that obviously the animation looks so much more polished from all the trailers we've got. It's beautiful animation. I mean, especially the CGI of the, of the cartoon characters. Um, now, the, the, the one question I have is, as actually a new member to the Space Jam franchise, I mean, I've watched the first one, but like, yeah. I'm not really invested Will it appeal to more of a broad demographic or will it now just really be a kid's film? It looks like it's going to be a bit more, you know, family friendly, not just for the kids. But I mean, we, we don't know until we obviously see it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm worried about. I think, you know, my biggest worry is that it's going to, at its core, it's going to be a kid's film. But it's just going to be full of Easter eggs and cameos and references, which I'm looking forward to, of course. Uh, oh, everyone you know, loves those. <laughs> yeah, we've seen the trailer. There's There's a lot of them. But I hope that that's not all the film relies on to keep me invested. You know, that it has to have some significance, needs to be fun. Uh, so, yeah, let's see what they do with that. Moving then, swiftly on. <laughs> yeah, we moving have... on, on August 6th, we have James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, compared to the first one, which... Now that I look at it live on Bing, <laughs> I'm going to search this up. Uh, I think this film has a score 
of sub 30. 26% on Rotten score. If James Gunn somehow <laughs> makes this film worse than the first one, very unlikely, right? He's got he's got very so nice. much space to just make it better than the first one. Please, James. Um, I mean, I love James's, James Gunn's direction anyway. Uh, and uh, it seems like he's carrying a lot of influence from, for example, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, with his ensemble cast. And uh, I just think that also the inclusion of some of the remaining characters like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I think that first, I mean, I love Margot Robbie. Uh, she was great in, for example, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and all the other films that she's been in recently. Uh, and that's a lot of films. She's in high demand. Uh, but I think that she'll be the one I'm looking out for the most in this film, purely because she's such a ubiquitous character and her as Harley Quinn, there can't really be anyone else that can fill the role for me personally now. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's not the end of her. You know, you wouldn't think it is. Uh, but James Gunn has said that most of this cast, and it's, it's a pretty extensive cast. You know, you've got big names. Yeah. In there. You've got Idris Elba, Michael Rooker. Peter Capaldi. <laughs> Peter Capaldi, yeah. You, you, there's, there's, there's so many. So uh, he said most of them are going to die in it, which, uh, I mean, the obvious, the obvious picks to survive would be Idris Elba, uh, Margot Robbie, of course, and uh, probably uh, I've forgotten his name, but the guy who plays Rick Flag, because he's sort of a mainstay character in the Suicide Squad. So I, I was think... gonna, I thought you were going to say Peacemaker, because isn't he getting a oh, spin off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro- John probably, Cena's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's reasons I think where that he there, there's, he he could die, and uh, this could just be a prequel series. Yeah, uh, there's there's reasons that come from uh, a, a certain other movie that has been released. Uh, recently which gives me that idea uh but yeah no those would probably be the best picks to stay alive but um with, with con saying that most of them will die uh we we could see some well we could see margot robbie dying here which i'm not if sure she does take. i don't think people will be very happy whatsoever so hopefully yeah. that doesn't <laughs> she she could have her own flipping franchise if she wanted to i mean but in birds of prey that was a good movie i mean let's say it was amazing but I mean, yeah, in that, the other characters were comparatively dry. <laughs> yeah, it was really her film. And, uh, you know, I think Margot Robbie said recently that there's no plans for Birds of Prey 2. But I think, you know, if, if Birds of Prey was sort of this, the first step in a trilogy of films, and then the second one could be like Gotham City Sirens or something like that. And, you know, I, I think it could be, there's, there's a lot more to explore with her character. And uh, it'd be a bit of a waste if she died in. Moving on, on August 13th, We've got another horror film. It's a big year for horror films, it seems. Uh, we've got Don't Breathe 2. This one is going to be following the blind man from the first film as it seems a good guy, which is a bit confusing. Uh, it seems he's going to be trying to save a young orphan uh, from, a group, uh, from a group of kidnappers, which is a very different right. approach that the first film took. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that much about the Don't Breathe franchise. I mean, I haven't even seen it before, um, to be honest with you. But I know that it had, actually, it was very popular. I know it had quite a high Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, but, I mean, wh- why, don't, why don't you ha- have the floor, Devin? Why don't you tell everyone what you think about this one? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil the first one for anyone. Uh, but let's just say the blind man, he's, he's, not, he's, he's not a great guy. He's not. And, you know, making if this is a direct sequel and this is the same character who's done the same things he has in the first film, if it's, you know, in the same continuity, 
then I, I'll find it very hard to root for him as a good guy in this film. Uh, so that's the one okay. problem I have. And then next, uh, on the same day, August 13th, we have Free Guy. Uh, uh, this has been delayed for a long time. Uh, I saw this for... I saw this, the first trailer, I think it was last year, March or something like that, March 2020. Um, and the premise is actually really cool. The fact that Ryan Reynolds is a guy called Guy <laughs> waking up in uh, a video game world and noticing that he is a non-playable character, an NPC. Um, it could, I hope it's not too convoluted or confusing. I mean, initially it looks amazing. Um, and I know that there's also a couple of... Um, funny cameos in it as well like i know jack septikai the youtuber yeah. is playing uh I-, I can't remember who it was it's a classic video game character though uh but i think ryan reynolds as a uh, as a main character he's had a lot of influence on this film he's he's made this his film it's kind of like deadpool in a way uh this seems like his maiden project it's almost like a quentin tarantino isn't it how he's just doing his his different things the way he wants to do it yeah, I mean, you know, any any Ryan Ryan Reynolds films welcome to me. You know, he's just a great guy. I love his uh, style of comedy, whether it's Deadpool or anything else. You know, even Detective Pikachu was great. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'll enjoy the film anyway, even if its premise is a bit weird. I mean, judging from the trailer, you know, I still don't know what's going on with that plot. So uh, yeah, no, not uh, a strict but, uh, plot yeah. anyway. Yeah, I mean, he's also joined by a great supporting cast. You know, he's got Joe Keery from Stranger Things, Joe Komi from Killing Eve, and uh, Taika Waititi as the villain, it seems, which is interesting. I mean, Taika Waititi, I mean, if if Thor Ragnarok's any, anything to go by in his comedy, uh, Jojo Rabbit, all that sort of stuff, he could be like a more like, uh, he could be like a Dr. Eggman type villain, uh, like Jim Carrey was in sonic the hedgehog uh and and also joe keery i think is a really good choice because if you haven't seen our review of spree on deep reviews our instagram page uh that was our uh and i actually gave it a four out of ten i think you gave it a 6.5 out of ten but what we both agreed on was that joe keery's enthusiasm in every role he plays and spree is no different is is paramount and it's probably the most important thing and the most prevalent thing that he brings to all his all of his movies, series like Stranger Things as well. Um, we don't yeah, know I how mean, much. I mean, the guy can act. The guy can really, really act. I mean, he's my, uh, you know, Steve Harrington's my favorite character on Stranger Things. It, just just because of the way he portrays him, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of him and he's getting more opportunities in bigger films. Uh, so, yeah. And then we have August 27th. Uh, we have another horror film. They're really going ham on the horror films, but this one is more, I think it's going to be more of an artistic one. It's Candyman. Um, now, don't get confused, though. This one's has Jordan Peele, but it's not directed by him. It's being produced by Jordan Peele. Um, but either way, I think that Jordan Peele's first two movies, the ones he directed, though, um, Us and Get Out, I think... The, the artistic nature of his films compared to something like A Quiet Place Part 2 or uh, or any other horror film that's coming out this year or any horror film in general, I think he brings something really different to the table that not a lot of people do. And I think this Candyman is a is a remake, isn't it, uh, of the original film or yeah, like a sequel? Yeah, I think it's like a soft reboot where it's in the same continuity, but, you know, it's, it's basically a reboot. Uh yeah, uh, Jordan Peele, he's, he's a great guy. He's, you know, 
it makes like, yeah. us and uh, Get Out were both very unique. You know, he, the way he incorporates the social commentary into the film, it, it's just seamless. You know, there's, it doesn't stand out. It doesn't feel like a tick box thing. Uh, it's just no. it's worked into the story very well. And it, it seems like even though he's not directing here, uh, there's you can see that through the trailer. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it looks uh, quite good. There's potential in the cast as well. I mean, one of the people that stands out to me the most is Teyana Paris, who, as we know, um, played Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. I mean, since then, I'm a huge fan of Teyana Paris. And in this, I think she's uh, got a supporting role again. Um, but I mean, for, about, apart from that, I don't really know any, any of the other actors, to be honest. I mean, that's, I that's, guess that's the whole point, isn't it? Uh, that she's uh, working with Jonah Paris because we know that she's also going to be directing the Marvels. What, Nia DaCosta? Yeah. Director of this film. Yeah, the director. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I haven't mentioned that. Uh, yeah, uh, Nia DaCosta. Uh, so it should be a good uh, opportunity to see, uh, you know, what she can deliver and set our expectations for the, uh, for the Marvels coming in uh, 2022. We move a month forward to September 24th after Candyman. Now we have, which... <laughs> funny story about this film um venom let there be carnage me and devon recorded a podcast <laughs> for this surrounding the trailer a while ago um and it didn't go to plan so now we can talk about it in a bit more detail i think this is uh it's good this is a good opportunity devon yeah um so let's get the obvious out of the way uh, this is a Sony MCU or a Sony Cinematic Universe, not a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. There could be ties in uh, with the MCUs. We've seen from example, the Morbius trailer, which is still 2022. I mean, that's a long way to as well, isn't it? Aside though, um, we've seen links with Morbius, for example, that there can be a link between Sony and the MCU with Michael Keaton's Vulture appearing in the trailer so maybe in this uh we will see spider-man i mean i think there was a poster as well in morbius of uh spider-man on the wall with the daily bugle could this be obviously this is in the same universe as morbius so there's a there's a big possibility yeah i mean i have no idea what they're doing with spider-verse i really hope they explain it with spider-man no way home i mean they've got the daily bugle uh or the logos from the raimi verse I think that, you know, there's a possibility that this could take place in Sam Raimi, uh, Sam Raimi's universe with uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Maybe. I mean, I think I think that the first trailer that we've seen, uh, which is the one, which is the trailer that we did the failed podcast about, um, we've seen the trailer. Again, there's a, there's a lot of uh, emphasis on the kind of mix between comedy and not horror, but almost like horror action. Uh, I mean, Carnage especially. Um, looks absolutely terrifying in that trailer. I mean, Woody Harrelson, we'll talk about Woody Harrelson in a minute, by the way. We can have a rant about how amazing he is. But for now, Cletus Cassidy, um, you know, as Carnage, obviously he's going to be a maniacal, uh, maniacal villain and almost as a, not as a foil to Venom, but almost like a, an ironic, you know, sidekick. I mean, that's the only reason I could describe it. Are they, are they working together or are they going against each other it's a bit ambiguous from what we've seen yeah i mean i'd, I'd assume they're going against each other uh but yeah coming back to the horror aspects you know you can't have carnage without a bit of horror you know he's people are people want wanted this film to be uh r-rated i'm not sure if that's going to happen uh you know they probably want to keep their audience broad but uh you know you have to lean into the at least pg-13 horror you know push, push, <laughs> if it push didn't i'd be worried 
Yeah, because he's a, he's a he's a he's a maniac, isn't he? Really. So you, you can't you, you can't not show. He's he's a serial killer, so you have to show some sort of. Uh, um, yeah. Taking a lot of influence from the comics as well. I mean, obviously, as you said, he is a serial killer. I think he's starting off in prison uh, in the trailer, um, and I mean, the obvious is that Woody Harrelson is playing Cletus Cassidy. Uh, me and Devon, if you don't know this, anyone that's listening, we absolutely love Woody Harrelson uh, in Zombieland um, and all of his other films. I think Zombieland's the one that sticks out to me the most. Uh, the Highwaymen for example. I mean, he's such a diverse actor that I have no trouble leaving this film in his hands. I mean, there is literally nothing that there's, there is nothing that this man can't do. I mean, especially, I mean, who else, who else could play Cletus Cassidy as well? No one, no one that I can think of. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson, he just plays the crazy, you know, the crazy guy really well. And that's exactly what he has to do here. So I think, I think he's got this one in the bag. Uh, but also, if we talk about the director, the, uh, you know, the first film was directed by uh, Zombieland director Ruben Fleischer. Uh, he's not coming, uh, he's not returning for this film. It's going to be directed uh, by Andy Serkis. Yeah, Andy Serkis, yeah. <laughs> You've got that for a second. Yeah, <laughs> I lost his name there for a second, you know. But it is, yeah, it's Andy Serkis, yeah. who, again, that's another aspect of this film that is very. Um... It's, it's going to be interesting because as the master of green screen, I think recently he won, uh, I think it was an Oscar or something for best contribution to film, uh, best lifetime contribution. And he's he's at it again. He's doing another project. Uh, I don't think he's directed a film in a while. I think the last film he directed was the Jungle Book remake. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Mowgli for Netflix, I think. Oh, that it was, was the Mowgli film. one. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, and he also directed Breathe uh, with Andrew Garfield which was yeah. also a great film. So, yeah, I definitely trust him. He, he makes great films, you know. So if he's made those two, he can make another one. Uh, Lots of trustworthy people here, so nothing yeah. really to worry about there. And then we move into October uh, with June. Now, I mean, it's a massive film. It's got a massive budget. It's got a massive car. And my dad, for some reason, seems to be really excited about this film. <laughs> but for some reason, I haven't heard anything about it like i've just seen the trailer but i haven't heard any news online i haven't heard any people talk about it in forums but so is it more is this more for for fans of the book series i mean how is this do you think that do you think this film will offer something new to people who haven't seen or uh, seen you know any any sort of previous material on it I mean, I mean, firstly, the trailer just sort of came out of nowhere, didn't they? Like, they released <laughs> yeah. the trailer, and then they, like, just a couple of weeks later, they delete, they delayed it by an entire year. So I think that's why there's not much chatter going on, because, you know, the film just kind of got lost. But yeah, you know, the trailer, to me, it didn't really get me that excited. I think, you know, what they showed in there, I could tell that, oh, yeah, that's probably a reference to something in the book or the, uh, or the 80s film. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, there's another reference um so yeah i'm, I'm sure it got uh, fans of the original uh, book series or the film excited uh but for me you know it was just like oh yeah that's another cool sandworm you know? the, the, the thing the thing that's got me the most excited for though is that you know is the director dennis villeneuve who actually has uh, directed one of my favorite uh, films of all time actually arrival which didn't come out that that long ago about 2016 with amy yeah, adams yeah. starring um, and I mean, I actually watched that really recently. I think it was like a couple of days ago. I rewatched that. And 
I mean, his sound mixing and his sweeping shots of massive environments. I mean, Dune looks like it's going to be very visually impressive. It's mainly in a desert. Um, and uh, all of his cinematography uh, and all the people that he has on board with him. That That is the thing that's got me the most hyped for it, even though I don't know much about it. I think that's... Uh, I hope he's going to introduce something uh, into this film. Give it some spark that, you know, will get a lot of people interested despite the lack of hype. Um, yeah, I mean... I think, you know, I definitely trust him. He's a great filmmaker. You know, he made Prisoners with Hugh Jackman. That was a great film. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Blade, Runner, Blade Runner 2049. Uh, not, not a fan of the film, but, you know, in terms of the effects and uh, everything. Oh, definitely. It was, yeah, it was pretty great. So I definitely trust him. It's just I think I need to see more of the film. And then we move on to October 8th, which is now this film right here is going to be my personal favorite for the whole of the year i know it's a bit uh, it might be a bit you know um controversial for some people that prefer marvel for example but it's no time to die the very 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 delayed 25th bond film uh daniel craig's probably last outing as james bond as i think it was originally supposed to come out april 2020 and that's october 2021 um is the hype gone though i mean i i've seen i've seen a lot of people talking about it from my experience actually uh, but I don't know about everyone else. I mean, for me, what I've seen from the trailers, the action sequences look so cool. I think there's a bit where he rides up a, a staircase on a motorcycle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he has, and then the DB5 now um, has machine guns in its headlights. I mean, it's like, th- this could be, for Daniel Craig's last outing, this could be, um, you know, the, the, big, the big finale for him uh, in this way, that with all the action that we've seen. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, with all the big Hollywood news that's going on right now, I think the hype for me has gone down for this film. I understand, when, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but when, when you know, when in the September comes around and October comes around, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to shoot right back up. Because, you know, the Bond franchise, to me, I know people haven't loved films like, uh, you know, Quantum of Solace, you know. Or Spectre. Or Spectre. I actually really like Spectre as an ending his character but now okay. making, but now that they're making another one you know it, it, it sort of lessens my uh, liking of Spectre but I, I actually thought it was you know it was quite a good film Daniel Craig I think he's a great Bond and so yeah it's great to see him back what well, one thing that I think sticks out from the trailer most is Lashana Lynch who is technically the new 007 I mean mm-hmm. at the start of the film it seems like she is as James Bond Daniel Craig has retired Lashana Lynch's character has now become 007 filled his spot i mean i know there's been a lot of controversy about this particular topic and how maybe she could continue on with the franchise um i think as a separate character i think she looks really really cool there's been a lot of adverts with her in she's had the i think she had an advert with like lg phone recent an lg phone recently for some reason um but i think that her as a character looks awesome um but at the same time if this is Daniel Craig's final outing as Bond, is this Bond's final outing? That makes sense. I mean, they could still have Bond as a character and Lashana Lynch's character as a character in like a spin-off or two different timelines. I mean, what are your thoughts? I have a feeling that Daniel Craig's character is going to die. I really do. I think. Really? I, I think Daniel Craig wants out of this franchise. You know, he, he didn't want to come back for another sequel. Yeah, yeah. But then they offered him a lot of money. He's mentioned in the past the thing that uh, that he wanted uh, his character to die. You know, I think this is another uh, 
you know, Han Solo type thing and he's going to end up dying. Oh, don't yeah. remind me of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bro, if it's as sad as that, then I mean, Jesus. But I think that James Bond as a character will be immortalized in uh, in cinema history and cinema future. I mean, he will, if this is the 25th Bond film, this is the last ever Bond film as we've known it, and Lashana Lynch can- continues as the new 007. Um, I-, I don't actually know what her character's name is, but I'll, I'll have a look at it in a minute. Uh, I think that if, you know, they make it so, if they make it so cool, and it's as cool as it's been in recent years with Sam Mendes, for example, in Skyfall directing it. I know this has a new director, it's Kari, Kari Joji Fukunaga. But, um, I mean, if they continue it as they have done with the Shauna Lynch, I'd be more than I'd be more than satisfied uh, with the direction this franchise is taking because it's getting more experimental and it's uh, living up to the, you know, to <laughs> to the innovation of the first few Bond films like Doctor No with Sean Connery and everything. So I mean, for this franchise, but then we move on to October 15th uh, with another horror film. I mean, now, uh, now we're in horror film territory, aren't we? <laughs> we are yeah. October. We have Halloween Kills, which is the sequel to the sequel to the prequel to the sequel to the... <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> um, but yeah, this is the sequel of the sequel remake prequel that we got in no- 2018. So it's going to have Jamie Lee Curtis return as um, a very old woman. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a long awaited sequel in this. Uh, I think it's supposed to be a trilogy. Of, yeah, I think uh, next year we're getting Halloween Ends. Right, okay. So yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a revival of the franchise, really. I, I, they, I think they've, they've retconned the uh, Halloween 2 and Halloween 3. Right, okay. So, so it's just a direct, so this franchise is basically a direct uh, sequel with their retcons uh, to the fir- uh, direct sequel to the first uh, Halloween film. And retcons the rest of the franchise. Right, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, the way that this is going, uh, I think it's set... The first film was set about 40 years after the uh, the first Halloween killing spree. And I mean, it's classic from films like, I don't know, Jigsaw, uh, the Jigsaw franchise. I know it's not as good as something like the first Halloween film was, but it's set... I think there's a trend at the moment of films going into territory where it's like, it's been 40 years, you know? And I feel like... The, there are only a few films that can really get that right. It's quite a trope at the moment in uh, in the modern day. So I'm hoping that, as much as I love the 2018 Halloween, the remake, uh, will this live up to the first one or just any of them? I mean, some of the Halloween films are obviously really bad. Uh, but, I mean, could actually lived up for me to that one to replicate the same kind of fear and tension that we have with the wide sweeping shots of like where's michael mars in the background you know so i mean if this if this brings back the magic of it i will definitely be invested yeah it's uh it's going to be great to uh, see him uh, see michael myers back on the back on the big screen the shape <laughs> yeah uh yeah so that should be fun uh then on october 22nd we're getting edgar wright's next film last night in soho we are and i mean if it's any if Edgar Wright is directing it and he's directed three of my favorite films ever, um, which was the three flavors Cornetto trilogy, which, uh, we are actually supposed to be watching this week, Devon for our film club that we go to. Yeah. Uh, so we what Shaun of the dead that is. Uh, and I mean, I love the comedy of Edgar Wright. I think that his, uh, direction style and the way that he kind of combines 
action with comedy and his special effects, over-the-top special effects, that is, his story writing, his flashback, you know, kind of um, montage style that he has. Uh, if this is anything to go by, I think it should be uh, just as good as the Three Favors Cornetto trilogy. I think it's in a similar genre as well. I think it's a... Uh, I think it's a uh, horror-type thriller movie. I'm yeah, not I mean, too sure about the plot, though. What I've, what I've heard about this is it's, you know, whereas the Cornetto, uh, Cornetto trilogy deal with more supernatural stuff, it was uh, still a comedy, you know. It was, it was, uh, whereas this seems to be leaning more into the horror. And in, from what I've heard, it's not... Straight-up horror instead of yeah, comedy. Yeah, it's straight-up horror. Yeah. It's, it's more of a psychological horror, so <laughs> I'm, I, I don't think it's going to be uh, ghosts and ghouls and stuff. Uh, no. But, but it, I prefer... I prefer psychological horror movies for me anyway, like things like uh, things like, oh, what, what was the film? I mean, you, if you count Joker as a psychological horror movie, it was a very psychological yeah. movie. It's yeah. like that. That's the film that I'm really interested in, the ambiguity of it all. Um, and I mean, actually, now looking at the cast, actually, now, now that I'm looking at it, Anya Taylor-Joy uh, is the main cast member. Uh, she was in the Queen's Gambit. Uh, I think she was in The Witch as well, or The Vavitch. <laughs> as it was, as it was, <laughs> as it was um, advertised, uh, and I mean, she's received critical acclaim after critical acclaim after her que- uh, after her Queen's Gambit. I think one of the best series that Netflix has ever released. Um, I have very high expectations for her performance in this, uh, as have a lot of people that I've spoken to. Yeah, I mean, I think she was great in Queen's Gambit. Uh, again, it really is one of the best uh, series Netflix has ever produced. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even a big chess fan, but her performance, you know, <laughs> yeah, it definitely. got me through there. It made me binge the show. Uh, and yeah, her career ever since uh, Split, really, I think, was where she really took off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it's going to be great to see more of her. Now we move into the very latter side of the year. Uh, when On November 19th, we have another one that was supposed to be last year's big summer blockbuster uh and that is top gun maverick which amongst the older generation that i've spoken to is the most hyped film of this year yeah. and to be honest i'm not gonna lie this is another one of my ones like no time to die that's been delayed so much but it's like the hype hasn't died for me i mean this this could be incredible the soundtrack of the original the kenny loggings classic classic song danger zone um the tone all seems to be there in this one. I mean, Tom Cruise, incredible actor, does all of his own stunts. I think in the trailer, when we saw him flying in the jet, that was actually him and the jet flying it. It's, I think the tone and the the depth of the film. I mean, the first one was also tied in with a romance as well. Uh, but Maverick as a character is so, so classic. And the film is so classic. And I think from what I've seen, um, I don't know if you feel the same, Devon, but um, the trailer and the tone already that's been set out seems to me like it's going to be as good, if not an advancement on the first film. But I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, I know you love the uh, the original and you're really hyped for this film. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen the original, so I think that... What? Has its, yeah. Devon! I, I know it's a crime, I know. Uh, but yeah, I think that, that that's probably a big reason why I'm not too hyped for the film. You know, I, I, after I saw the trailers, uh, you know, none of the trailers really impressed me. I think, you know, again, just like June, they're more for the fans. And so fans of the original film, you know, maybe if I had seen the original, yeah, uh, I would have, you know, been more hyped for it. Uh, you know, I intend to watch it before the uh, film actually comes out, of course. 
Uh, but yeah, you need you know, to, Devon. You need to because I will. if you I watch will. the first one, then you'll understand why I love it so much. Because yeah, it's just you know, if right, anyone right. listening to this knows what what it is, what it's like, then you know, guys. <laughs> yeah, so far, you know, it hasn't really, you know, it, it, it doesn't incentivize me to go, you know, be really hyped for it or go watch uh, the original straight away. But um, yeah, I'll get around to it. And then in December we have. Uh, December 10th, uh, we have West Side Story. Uh, I think, is this Steven Spielberg who's directing this? It is, this? yes. I mean... It's his, it's his retelling of the classic. Uh, musicals, I'm, I have a very complicated relationship with musical <laughs> uh, films. I always hate them until I watch them, and then about 50% of them I absolutely love. Like... Have, you, have you seen the... Actually, speaking of musicals, a bit of a diversion. You've, have you seen the Dear Evan Hansen uh, adaptation that's coming this year from the no. Western, from the Broadway musical. I think, well, a bit of an aside, but if you're talking about musicals, I think that's another big one that's coming out this year. Um, I think it's uh, quite a depressing musical uh, about, uh, uh, I think it's about Evan Hansen. I think he's goes to a therapist and he writes letters to himself every day um, as like a therapeutic exercise. Uh, and there's this boy called Connor who steals this letter off him. Uh, when uh, they meet in the canteen, I think at one point, this is going off the Broadway musical and Connor commits suicide and it all gets entangled up in lies and lies and lies about how Evan Hansen was his friend in quotes uh, and all this sort of stuff. And it's actually quite a sad musical, but in the way the songs hit harder and West Side Story, I mean, while it's, while it's not very, it's not similar to Dear Evan Hansen. I think that musicals always kind of fan favorites that for me, like the greatest showman, however much you want to go on about the greatest show. I know some people listening will uh, have some in- opinions on that. Um, but for, for, for musical films, I think that in, as you said, until you see them, until you hear the, the songs in the big speakers of the cinema, then you fully get engaged in it. And that's what, that's why I always come out of musical films going, wow, that was really cool. I mean, uh, Steven Spielberg, again, <laughs> where do we start about Steven Spielberg? <laughs> like, I'm not, we're not going to go on to it. We'd take ages to talk about yeah. it. But um, something like West Side Story, such a classic adaptation and such a classic film uh, and a classic story, Romeo and Juliet, uh, now set in America. I mean, there's been a lot of West Side Story movies or maybe only one, actually, now let's think about it uh, before this. So, yeah, I think updating it for the modern era is a great is a great choice uh, for if he had to adapt any musical, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Ansel Elgort is going to be playing the lead character. Uh, we know him from Baby Driver and Fault Oh, Baby Driver. <laughs> Baby Driver is one of my favourite films ever. It's amazing. Edgar Wright like, as well. We, yeah. Edgar Wright, yeah. Honestly, it's, it's you know, I, I could watch that film on a loop. It's great. It, it gets better every time of, every time I see it. Oh, yeah. And Anto Algor, really, he does impress with his performance there. And so, yeah, Definitely. you know, it's good to see more of him here. And then now we're into the Christmas period, uh, December 22nd. We have the King's Man, uh, which I think is—is is this a prequel? Yeah, it's a prequel. I think it's set during World War One. It's—it's—it's it's an old film, but you know, well, uh, set in olden times. Yeah. Um, but there have been so many delays for this film, man. I mean, I think that I think it was announced like. I think it was announced ages ago as well, like two, three years ago, that we were doing it. The title was revealed, but I mean, in that way, I'm not a massive 
investor in the Kingsman franchise. Uh, the Kingsman franchise. I love the first film. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but and I love Taron Egerton. I think Taron Egerton is again another one of my favorite actors. To be honest, I loved him in Rocket Man. I loved him in Eddie the Eagle. All this sort of stuff. But um, will it be good as the previous films? The first film is actually the only one I've watched. Um, so maybe you might have a bigger say on this. Yeah, I mean, again, the first film is a classic, really. It's great. The second film sort of loses uh, loses it a bit, but it was still very entertaining. Uh, and, you know, the director of these films, he's he's great. He directed the, the Kick-Ass films as well. He's great. Uh, and he's back for this film. Um, although, yeah, I think the delays have affected uh, my height. 10 trailers uh i've seen a lot of the film now at this <laughs> point uh and it just it, it doesn't connect you know i think colin firth and taron edgerton were, were a big part of what made the first uh first two work and they're not in this yeah. and yeah you can really feel that and then the final film we have on our list we're almost done guys <laughs> we have on the same day the matrix four first of all the title hasn't been released yet which yeah. is a bit of a bit weird and I feel like, in my opinion, I don't want to say it, but the first two Matrix films I liked. The third film was a bit meh. Um, but then The Matrix 4, is this film really necessary? Like, the three were good enough. I mean, does it have to be a quadrilogy? I mean, maybe it's just fan service because everyone loves Keanu Reeves uh, as Neo, obviously, returning. But, I mean, while the SFX could be incredible, as we've seen, even from the 1990s Matrix, you know, the original one, and the 2000s films after, uh, then at the time, the special effects for the time, were incredible. So is it another one of those films, like, for example, uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, or, uh, uh, I don't know, Free Guy, that's trying to get that special effects award <laughs> at the Oscars? Maybe, you know, if they can do something unique, like obviously uh, The Matrix was a revolutionary film in the 90s, the VFX. Uh, so if they can yeah. really, you know, do that for the modern era now, that would be pretty great, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I haven't seen the third film because I heard it was pretty disappointing. So I just uh, stuck with the first two. So I'm not <laughs> quite sure where the franchise left off. But uh, yeah, I'm not too sure if the franchise needed to be brought back. And we don't even know if it's like a revival, a reboot, or uh, a sequel. I mean, obviously Keanu Reeves will look much older than this than he does with his massive beard now. And, you know, as his popularity has risen so much, I mean, while I don't think there is any hype, people might just go see this movie for Keanu Reeves, like in John Wick and uh, in all the other films he's been in. He is, he's one of the greatest people <laughs> alongside Woody Harrelson uh, that I've seen in the acting world. I mean, he was even in Cyberpunk. I mean, the man was in a video game. <laughs> you know yeah. uh so but i mean despite that i don't think the matrix 4 for me is what's going to make this year even though it's the last film to come out on our list um it could be a disappointing ending all right here we are at the end of another podcast yes uh, and the start <laughs> of another another game of film me in welcome to film me in guys uh we had this at the end of our last podcast uh a uh, little trivia section for me and Devon. If you haven't seen it already, uh, we'll tell you the rules. Uh, me and Devon are going to ask each other three questions based on the contents of the podcast we have just recorded. Uh, and you guys can play along at home if you want to test your own film knowledge. I know some people will do that. Uh, so, Devon, do you want to ask me your question first? I think I asked you Ooh, last yeah. time. All right. So, yeah, you ready for your first question? Of course. 
All right. Uh, which upcoming Netflix film stars Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson, and Gal Gadot? I. <laughs> I. What? What? Gal Gadot? Yeah. In a film now. <laughs> well, we know Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy. Uh, it's not that, because it's not Netflix. Who is that? Dwayne Johnson, did you say? Dwayne Johnson, yeah. Upcoming Netflix film. I don't know Netflix. <laughs> Netflix? <laughs> it's, it's, I think it was the reason that Black Adam had to, uh, you know, push their production. The only other film that I know that Dwayne Johnson is doing this year is Jungle Cruise. But... Why, why are you doing that? Bro, it's a Disney film. It's not Jungle Cruise. Yeah, no, it's not Jungle Cruise. <laughs> um, Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, actually, no, 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 no. Oh, um, oh, it was in, it was in my head for like a split second there, uh, and it's gone. <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> um, I think I saw Ryan Reynolds like post on his Instagram. He was filming a new film. When you say it, it's going to annoy me so much because I know this. <laughs> yeah, no, they released like it, it, they released some footage of it when they released that big, you know, trailer that Netflix uh, put out with all of the films that are coming out in 2021 or something. You know what, Dev? I give up. I'm, I'm probably going to know it when you say it, to be honest. So it's, red, it's, it's Red Notice. Oh, you know what? No, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We right, move past that. Okay, so nil nil. I'm so awful with Netflix, bro. Like, there's so many films that come out of there. Okay, this is your question one, Devin. Now this is a one A one B question. Okay, you've got one A and then you've got one B. So one A, pretty easy one. Who is going to be directing the upcoming film, The French Dispatch? Oh my god. Uh... What, Dev? Come on, bro. You got this. Is it Wes Anderson? Yeah, correct, right. correct, correct, correct. Okay, so that was the easy part, all right? Now you've got a second question based on the French Dispatch. Um, when will it be released? We have two options here. July 24th or October 16th? All right, I'm trying to think. I so, think, by the I way, think... Dev, this is two half points. So you've already got half a point so far. And if you get this one, it's another half point. I'm trying to think. It, it could be it could be an awards contender, in which case it would be an October release. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for October. <sighs> yeah, you got it right, Dev. Hey, <laughs> well did... done, man. So I think most of the time you're going to beat me, by the way, because <laughs> you, you're sad. You read your, all your news articles. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's one point for Devon. So, if you ask me your next question, Dev. All right. Well, I know how much. Hopefully, it's easier than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, oh God. <laughs> I mean, here's another Ryan Reynolds one. All right. I think I think you were almost on it. You almost had the answer for this with your uh, okay. previous question. So, uh, which upcoming time travel film stars Ryan Reynolds? Oh God. Oh. It's, it's also got Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, and Zoe Saldana. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, this is the one. It's currently filming, I think, still. Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, 
Bro, I'm so awful at this. Oh, it doesn't look good, does it? For a uh, film channel. We were... <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say it again, no, this is the one that I'm going to go, hmm, <laughs> it's that one. Time travel. Alright, it's, it's a something project. That doesn't help. See, the first word's the most important, Devon. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, the something project. Is it the something project? Actually, yeah. you can't tell me that. Oh, yes, well, we're being I'll candid. Be. Okay. <laughs> Go on, Dev. Just just say it, man. I'll... It's the Adam project. Oh, of course it's the Adam project, man. <laughs> oh, my God. It's because it there's been no news on it, bro. Like, it was announced yeah. like... I go a month ago and I've just I've not seen it. Oh, well, <laughs> right, anyway, okay. you know, I, expect, I expected more from a Ryan Reynolds fan, but. Oh, anyway. for God, God damn it, man. Like, you've, you've, you've murked me here, realistically. Well, you're, I think you're going to get this next one as well because you're sadness, bro. <laughs> we'll go for the next one. Question two. You're on 1 0 already. Could be 2 0. What is the current critics' Rotten Tomatoes score for the second Conjuring film, The Enfield Haunting? We have A, 82%, B, 80%, or C, 83%. Well, you couldn't have made them any closer, Gucci. Uh, <laughs> I had to, bro. I had to mark you at some point. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, what was it again? 82, 80, and 83? It's So, yeah, for the Enfield haunting, 82, 80, or 83%. That's the critics' Rotten Tomato score. Oh, I should have done the audience Rotten Tomato score. That would have been really annoying. <laughs> I'm gonna go with 83. Uh, uh, you're oh. wrong, Dev. Yes, I'm marked him. It's 80%, Dev. Oh, it's only God. 80%. I think the first one was 84 or 85 or something, but yeah, this one's a this one was a bit lower. Uh, I should have done the audience score to be honest, because that would have just fully marked you. That's not the one you see when you just type it up. <laughs> well, well, uh, do you know what the audience score was? You know what? I'm actually going to have a look at this. The Enfield haunting. What is the Rotten Tomatoes score for this? It is 81, you know? 81. So right. actually, that would have been really, that would have been even worse, bro. <laughs> but I didn't do that. I'm not that nasty. It's my third question now, though. So if I, if I do this, I could be on to draw. So uh, yeah. let's see what you got. All right. You ready? Yep. Are you sure? No. <laughs> if I'm being honest, but far away. All right. How many films that have played in theaters in 2021 have been produced by Zack Snyder? Produced, did you say? Produced by Zack oh, Snyder. Oh, that's the. Ah. Oh, okay. I have to make it a bit difficult. You know. Is it not? Is it my... not multiple choice? Uh, no. I can make it multiple choice if okay, you like. Okay. Do it, please. That's All that's right. so that that's so bad. A. This this is films that have come out or will come out in 2021. Is or, this including or... streaming services? Yes. Okay. And they have to. They have to. They have to have played in theaters. Okay. Okay. In okay. 2021. So it could okay. be a film from a different year, but it has to be played in theaters in 2021. Oh. Okay. All right. A. Five. B. Three. And C. Two. The question I'm asking myself is: Was Zack Snyder's Justice League in cinemas? I. <sighs> So we, we had Army of the Dead, which was came out really recently, though. 
But I don't know if that was in cinemas. That was on Netflix. And I don't even know if that was produced by him, to be honest. I know it's directed. Zack Snyder's Justice League had to be produced by him. Or maybe it wasn't. Now, you say it doesn't have to be from this year film, as it could be in the past. Yeah. Could Batman v Superman have played in cinemas this year? Or the original Justice League? No, it probably wouldn't be the original Justice League. It's crap. <laughs> Actually, Batman vs Superman is crap as well. Can you give me the three options again, please? Yep. A, 5, B, 3, and C, 2. I'm going to go with B, 3. That is incorrect. Oh, what is it? It's C, 2. Oh! It was it was army it was army of the dead and wonder woman 84. Wonder woman 84 was December. Oh yeah cuz it's got pushed back. Oh my god, dev. Yeah. Well, you've won at this point. If by yeah. 1-0. <laughs> it, it, well, apart from the third question if you get it right. I should have just stuck with my gut, man. Well, I got gut? army of the dead and then well, yeah. it was another one. Oh man. Okay, we move on. Now this one, this one is so bad. And if you get this, you have a 33% chance, okay, Dev? You will not know the exact answer. All right. Okay. Question three, Dev, for the, the, the two-pointer. How many members are there going to be of the ensemble cast of the Suicide Squad? A, 17, B, 15, or C, 11? I'm How many members are there going to be of the ensemble cast of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. 17, 15, or 11? I'm trying to picture that like title card that comes up at the end of Suicide Squad trailers with all the uh, names. I'm trying to figure out how many there are. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. I think I'm gonna go with 17. It's 17, isn't it? <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell, Devon? <laughs> How have we done that, lad? That was literally such a low chance. Because you you just thought, oh, there's a lot there, so I'm just going to go with the highest one. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I pictured it in my mind, and I was like, it does. It looks like more of a 17 than a Oh, Dev, I need to be researching for the next time. I need to find out what topic <laughs> we're doing for the next podcast, and I'd be researching heavily for the next one, because I've lost 2-0 here. That's absolutely... I lost the last one as well, but at least it was only by one point. <laughs> I've just been murked by two points here, 2-0. Well, Devon is the reigning champion of Fill Me In. T-Fan uh, champion, let's go. With, with two full wins. I'm absolutely shocking at this because Devon always Fs me over here doing Netflix films. Um, but there, yeah, that's it for today's podcast on the upcoming films, not including the MCU uh, of 2021. We hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I think there'll be a, another podcast coming out very soon, maybe a smaller one on a certain trailer. Um, you know, Dev? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, a certain trailer that uh, dropped today. Uh, it dropped today on the 24th of May. Um, but until that time, be sure to check out our page on Instagram at DP Reviews, uh, DP underscore reviews, uh, if you haven't already. Uh, I think a lot of you will be coming from our Instagram page, though. But if you're not, please go there. That's where we do all of our normal reviews that we don't do, uh, or and our normal talk that you don't see on the podcast. Uh, and yeah, be sure to watch the first episode if you haven't uh, about the MCU films. We will see you guys in the next podcast. All right. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> Bye, guys.